Rapid Fire Membership River Therapy and the Resurrection of White Bird Post 152 American Legion Post 152 in White Bird, Idaho, roared back to life this year thanks to veterans who knew what to do when the going got tough for a young man who fought in Operation Iraqi Freedom and came home with post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. We rallied around him, says Walt Lindsay, commander of the newly rechartered and fast-growing post near the rocky banks of the Salmon River in central Idaho. He needed help, and he needed support and brotherhood. We were trying to be there to help him. I was struggling, says Matt Wheeler, who served in the Army's 4th Infantry Division from 1999 until 2004. I was drinking a lot. I didn't want to live anymore. I was kind of drowning. His marriage fell apart after discharge. This whole PTSD blankety-blankety-blank, nobody really knew about it then, he says. I was probably driving her insane. I was a high-speed, full-blown soldier. The adjustment was not working for him. An Army friend with whom Wheeler had served, Homer Brown, made a suggestion. Brown, who owns a guide service, hammered down excursions on the Salmon River, offered Wheeler a place to come get things sorted out. I literally brought a duffel bag and a rucksack, Wheeler says. I was there a year. Brown, now adjutant of Post 152 and mayor of White Bird, population 105, along with Lindsay and other local veterans, welcomed Wheeler to their world of canyons, mountains, four-wheelers, fishing rods, hunting rifles, jet boats, and river rapids. They helped the OIF veteran get into an alcohol treatment program, and following that, PTSD counseling at the Boise VA. The result? I haven't had a drop in over 11 months, now living in Massachusetts, but keeping his Legion membership at Post 152. Wheeler is hitting the gym instead of the bottle, going to college full-time, and planning to become a recreational therapist so he can help other veterans struggling with transition. Camaraderie is all of it, he says. As veteran brothers, we talk. If you help them, they never fall too far. That's the key. After Matt went into the program, he did great, Lindsay says. But after he left Idaho, there was a void. The Whitebird veterans looked into starting a new organization to offer river therapy for veterans. Then they realized that the American Legion, which had a post in Whitebird that had turned in its charter years ago, could be that organization. That's kind of how it evolved, Lindsay says. We take disabled veterans out and do things with them, and we do that now. But we realized that we had to be more community-focused rather than just be veterans' advocates. At the 2016 Whitebird Days, the group recruited 10 charter members for Post 152. They began the application process, painted the city hall, picked up trash, replaced the U.S. flag at the town entrance, took care of a monument to an unknown cavalry soldier from the 1877 Battle of Whitebird Canyon, and supported the local quick response unit that handles medical emergencies in the remote area. They raised money through local feeds, and on July 2nd, the first in what they intend to be an annual crawdad boil, put $1,400 into the post treasury. Membership has already passed 50, about half the town's population, and a Legion Writers chapter is on the way. We are persistent about membership, Post 152 Service Officer Lucky Gallagher says. We show them what we do. We welcome them. We involve them. The more involvement you have in a group, and the more you take care of your membership, the more they take care of you. We're trying to better ourselves as far as fixing our park up and doing a veterans' memorial and inviting the community to our events, says Mick Hansen, a Marine Corps veteran and the Post Finance chairman. 
to show that the American Legion post is here to help and carry on what the post had before. I don't see an end to it, Lindsay says. I see us being a 1,000-member post because our philosophy is a little bit different. We're a little more laid back. We're just vets trying to get through the world together. And he adds, who doesn't like the outside? We have a big advantage of being in a recreational mecca. You get to breathe fresh air, and you get to see things you don't see in a skyscraper environment. Veterans need the camaraderie they experienced in the military, says Wheeler, planning his next visit to Whitebird and the veterans who helped resurrect him before they resurrected Post 152. Veterans are high-energy dudes. They can't have too much idle time. I'm ready to see my boys and do what I do best. We'll shoot guns and fish like a constant weekend, and no one is on their cell phone, which I love. Visit www.legion.org Idaho to learn more about White Bird Post 152, watch a video of veterans landing an 8-foot, 10-inch sturgeon, and see how the department is promoting the new post in its Idaho American Legion 2.0 campaign. Jeff Stoffer. Learn more about Post 152's river therapy. Contact adjutant Homer Brown by email at homerb9 at gmail.com. Honor and remembrance set in Normandy stone. The American Legion has gained a share of proprietorship at a memorial site in Normandy, France, that pays tribute to the battle to secure La Fierre Bridge in the earliest stages of the June 1944 D-Day invasion. The property is owned by a local group called Amis des Veterans Américains, AVA, or Friends of American Veterans, and is maintained by the city of Saint-Mère-Église. On June 4th, a ceremony marked the new arrangement. The pact between the Legion, AVA, and the city requires the written consent of all three bodies before the property, which has an Iron Mike statue gazing over the Medere River Valley, can be sold or used for any purpose other than honor for those who fought here in World War II. May our commitment never waver, National Commander Charles E. Schmidt said at the ceremony. May new generations always understand, long after we are gone, what took place here in 1944 and why this memorial landscape must be kept as it is today, a place of reverence. Centennial. Schmidt. Urge Congress to support Centennial Coin Bill. National Commander Charles E. Schmidt is calling on all members of the American Legion family to contact their congressional delegations now to request their co-sponsorship or a pledge to vote in favor of H.R. 2519 and S. 1182. The American Legion 100th Anniversary Commemorative Coin Act is introduced by U.S. Senators Todd Young, Republican Indiana, and Joe Donnelly, Democrat Indiana, and Representatives Phil Rowe, Republican Tennessee, and Tim Walls, Democrat Minnesota. If they have already co-sponsored or committed to support the bipartisan coin legislation, Schmidt requests that legionnaires and friends thank them for helping veterans because sales of a legion centennial coin through the U.S. Mint would directly support VA health care and claims assistance programs for homeless veterans, job fairs for transitioning troops, veterans and their spouses, and more activities conducted by the nation's largest veterans service organization. Congressional authorization is required for the U.S. Mint to strike any commemorative coin, no more than two of which are offered per year. If passed, an American Legion 100th anniversary coin by the U.S. Mint would be issued for just one year, starting January 1, 2019. 
Such commemorative coins honor people, places, events, and institutions in American society. With your help, we can encourage Congress to mark the American Legion's 2019 centennial with these limited-edition, exquisitely crafted commemorative coins, Schmidt wrote in a July letter to members and friends of the organization. Not only would these coins raise public awareness about the most influential veterans' organization in the world, but proceeds from their sale would raise funds for our programs that assist veterans, service members, and their families. The legislation requires that proceeds from sales directly help time-honored American Legion programs under the four pillars of support for veterans, the military, youth, and Americanism. From service officers' training to Operation Comfort Warriors to American Legion baseball, these programs enrich our communities, states, and nation, Schmidt wrote. To send a message to a member of Congress, visit www.capwiz.com legion and click the Take Action button related to the coin bill. Messages of support may also be emailed to Young's office at Kevin underscore Marsh at young.senate.gov or Walls's office at Christopher.Bennett at mail.house.gov. For more information, contact the Legion's Legislative Division at legislative at legion.org or call 202-263-5752. Service. NALC's Heroes of the Year include Legionnaires. The National Association of Letter Carriers, NALC, founded in 1889 by Civil War veterans, is one of the oldest U.S. labor unions in the United States. Many of its 280,000 members served in the military, including three of NALC's eight 2016 Heroes of the Year. Patrick Byrne of Lynn, Massachusetts, received NALC's Education Award. The Army veteran and legionnaire has worked with substance abuse addicts and their families, as well as with the local homeless, for a decade. Burns' motivation is personal. His son battled addiction until his death last year. Burns' experiences led to the Silent No More initiative, started by NALC, the U.S. Postal Service, and Magellan Healthcare, to provide support for families dealing with mental health problems, substance abuse, and suicide. Bradley Gantz of Osage, Iowa, received NALC's Humanitarian of the Year Award. An Army veteran of Iraq and member of American Legion Post 278, he began training for marathons years ago and met a boy on his route, Ryan, who has spina bifida and is in a wheelchair. Sold on the benefits of running and training, Gantz thought he could do the same for Ryan and raised $7,500 to purchase a custom-built chair in which he could push Ryan while competing. The two were featured in Runner's World magazine. Michael Murphy of Florissant, Missouri, received the Central Region Hero of the Year Award. On October 28, 2014, the Marine Corps veteran and Navy reservist was on the scene when a man with a cinder block started going after nearby cars and the people inside them as part of a carjacking attempt. Murphy took the lead in subduing the man until the police arrived. Shooting Sports Colorado, Illinois teens capture air rifle titles. Precision shooter Emily Stith of Colorado Springs, Colorado, and sporter shooter Haley Smith of Winthrop Harbor, Illinois, held on to their number one positions going into the American Legion's Junior Three Position Air Rifle Championship round July 22nd to capture wins in their respective categories. The top eight air rifle competitors in both categories fired 10 shots in the standing position at the Olympic Training Center's USA Shooting Range in Colorado Springs, Colorado. 
The Sporter shooters fired first. Smith, 18, had an eight-point lead over Levi Carlson heading into the finals, and he nearly caught up. But Smith held on and claimed the Sporter championship title within .7 of a shot. The finals ended for Smith with an overall score of 2330.6. Carlson had 2329.9. These were the last shots I'll ever make, Smith said. It was awesome that the American Legion gave me this opportunity. She will attend Marquette University in Milwaukee on a Navy ROTC scholarship. A 10.9 shot is a perfect score during the air rifle final round. When Stith, 18, approached the firing line alongside the other seven precision finalists, she shot nothing below a 10.1, below what she normally shoots, but still a good final for her last competition. In August, Stith joined the U.S. Army Marksmanship Unit at Fort Benning, Georgia. I went out with a bang, Stith said. The American Legion has provided me with an amazing opportunity to connect with some awesome shooters, so I'm really thankful. Both championship winners earned $5,000 scholarships and an all-expenses-paid trip to the Legion's National Convention in Reno, Nevada. www.legion.org shooting Membership Father welcomes 18-year-old Marine's son to Legion. Just two months after his 18th birthday, Clayton Pitkin became one of the youngest members of the American Legion when he returned home on leave after basic training. He joined American Legion Post 43 in Hollywood, California, where his father Larry was sergeant-at-arms. Clayton learned the values of being a Marine and the four pillars of the American Legion from his father, who now serves on the Post's executive committee. "'My family thinks it's amazing that I am in the American Legion,' Clayton said." Following in my father's footsteps is something I always wanted to do. After being a Sons of the American Legion member, he joined the Legion as soon as he was eligible because he saw what it meant to his dad. A lot of friendships, a clubhouse to hang out at, and a lot of great people here, Clayton said. Clayton's decision to join the Legion was a proud moment for Larry. The American Legion means a lot to me, he said. To have my son become a member as well is kind of overwhelming. Clayton is stationed at Marine Corps Air Ground Combat Center, 29 Palms, about 150 miles east of Los Angeles. He is training in the communications field, learning electronics maintenance. When he can't make it to his home post in Hollywood, Clayton likes to visit other American Legion posts, like the one in Palm Springs near his duty station, where he was warmly welcomed. They heard I was one of the youngest members to be a part of the American Legion and thought it was just really cool that I was so into the Legion that I was ready to join as soon as I had the chance. Michael Hjelmstad Honor and Remembrance National Gulf War Memorial Officially on Construction Track On March 31st, President Trump signed into law Senate Joint Resolution 1, which approved the creation of a memorial honoring those who served in Desert Storm and Desert Shield in 1991. This is the latest step in a process started several years ago by the National Desert Storm War Memorial Association, NDSWM. SJR1 also approved locating the memorial in Area 1 of the National Mall. NDSWM's preferred site is at 23rd Street and Constitution Avenue. The decision, however, will be made by the National Park Service, so NDSWM is conducting a letter-writing campaign to persuade the agency to place the memorial at 23rd and Constitution. A letter template is available online at NDSWM's website, but writers who are not limited to those who actually served in the conflict are encouraged to use their own words to express their support for the memorial. The focus now turns to fundraising and final design work. The American Legion supports construction of the Gulf War Memorial by resolution. 
www.ndswm.org. Legion Charities. Donate your vehicle to help fund Legion programs. Owners of unused vehicles can donate them for tax breaks while benefiting American Legion programs. The American Legion Vehicle Donation Program accepts trucks, vans, SUVs, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and more. Proceeds from auction sales via Insurance Auto Auctions, IAA, will go toward Legion charities and programs. IAA accepts vehicles in almost any condition, whether they can be driven or not, in all 50 states. Those wishing to donate a vehicle should fill out a form online at www.legion.org donate auto or call 844-353-4466. You will be contacted within 48 hours for free pickup arrangements. For more information about the program, visit www.legion.org donate auto FAQ. Awards. Legion Honors Service Academy Graduates. Last spring, the American Legion's National Vice Commanders presented awards to exceptional students at the five service academies. Ensign Nicole Barutha Barnes, St. Thomas, Virgin Islands. Barnes received the Legion's Award for Excellence in Athletics at the U.S. Coast Guard Academy in New London, Connecticut. National Vice Commander Vincent Troyola presented the award. Ensign Zachary Charles Dye, Canyon Country, California, Dye received the Legion's Award in National Security at the U.S. Merchant Marine Academy in Kings Point, New York. National Vice Commander Paul Espinoza presented the award. Second Lieutenant Edmund P. Mullen, Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Mullen received the Legion's Award for the highest standing in chemistry at the U.S. Military Academy in West Point, New York. National Vice Commander Paul Martell presented the award. Ensign Jacob Weirs, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Weirs received the Legion's Award for the highest marks in English, history, and government at the U.S. Naval Academy in Annapolis, Maryland. National Vice Commander Douglas Bolt presented the award. Second Lieutenant Young Wu, San Jose, California. Wu received the Legion's Award for the highest proficiency in all academic subjects at the U.S. Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs, Colorado. National Vice Commander Faye Casper presented the award. Gallery. Three firefighters remove a U.S. flag from the balcony of a luxury home in Oroville, California, on July 8th, as flames from a growing wildfire close in on the property. According to the Los Angeles Times, the crew was part of a five-engine team protecting about 50 homes from the 5,800-acre wall fire. Photographer Josh Edelson posted the image on social media, and it has been shared thousands of times. Edelson said the photo is the most popular he snapped in 10 years of shooting. Active duty, Humvee replacement rolls in. The Army is beginning the process of transitioning from its famed Humvee to the new Joint Light Tactical Vehicle, JLTV, Real Clear Defense reports. With its 340-horsepower diesel engine, the JLTV is larger, more heavily armored, more powerful, and more flexible than the aging Humvee. The venerable Humvee was a workhorse during wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, but unforeseen threats from IEDs forced the Army to retrofit Humvees with extra armor, which sacrificed mobility. The military then fielded the MRAP, which stands for Mine Resistant Ambush Protected Vehicle, Real Clear Defense explains. It was stronger but heavier and more difficult to airlift into trouble spots. The military needed something that would protect its soldiers but was light enough to move around via helicopter or cargo plane. The JLTV strikes that balance. 
The Army currently has around 100 JLTVs, but projects purchasing up to 49,000 of the new vehicles. The Marine Corps plans to buy another 5,500. The military wants to field the JLTV by 2019. Foreign Affairs, North Korea, Travel Waiver In the wake of the death of U.S. citizen Otto Wambier, at the hands of the North Korean regime, Senator John McCain, Republican Arizona, wants Americans traveling to North Korea to sign a waiver absolving the U.S. government of responsibility or blame if they are harmed, the Washington Examiner reports. There should be at least a form for them to fill out that says, if I go to North Korea, I understand I am taking a great risk and I do not hold the American government responsible, McCain argues, bluntly adding, if people are that stupid, they still want to go to that country, then at least they assume the responsibility for their welfare. Honor and Remembrance SAL Youth Raises $126,000 for Honor Flight At age nine, Justin Peterson of Wenatchee, Washington, set a goal of raising $600 to send a veteran to Washington, D.C. on the Inland Northwest Honor Flight. A Sons of the American Legion member, he exceeded his goal by $3,700 and kept going. Peterson, now 17 and a recent alumnus of Evergreen Boys State in Washington, has raised more than $126,000 and sent nearly 200 veterans to the nation's capital to visit memorials to their service and sacrifice. His inspiration for the project came from interviewing 10 World War II veterans for a class project and seeing a TV segment on the Honor Flight program. Peterson's fundraising efforts started at Post 54 in Chihuahua when his family lived there. The Post hosted a nacho dinner that has led to 11 others over the past seven years at other posts. Other donations have come from letter-writing campaigns, grants, raffle drawings, Postan in Wenatchee held a gun raffle, ATV and motorcycle poker rides. Post 97 in Brewster has sponsored several. The sale of honor flight wristbands and hat pins through his website and through the generosity of individual and group donations, including Post 144 in Metaline Falls, Post 93 in East Sound, and Post 97 in Colville. The support that the Legion family has shown me is amazing, Peterson says. All the posts I have visited have been amazing and really kind to me and my work www.jp4vets.com Membership New Posts Fitzsimon Centennial Post 2018, Aurora, Colorado Chartered July 21st, 26 members Jackson Veterans Home Post 400, Jackson, Louisiana Chartered June 26th, 15 members Post 439, Truckee, California Chartered June 13th, 15 members Davis Woodman Durgan, Post 78, Hanneker, New Hampshire, Chartered June 1st, 15 members. Post 213, Buda, Texas, Chartered May 24th, 15 members. Master Sergeant James M. Jackson, Post 36, Daegu, South Korea, Chartered May 11th. Liberty Post EG02, Lake and Heath, England, Chartered May 10th, 44 members. Post 2017, Chicago, Chartered May 4th, 27 members. Honor and Remembrance, Schmidt Among Vietnam Vets Honored by Red Sox Nation During the Boston Red Sox versus New York Yankees game July 15th, nearly 1,400 Vietnam War veterans were finally given the recognition they didn't receive when they returned home a half-century ago. American Legion National Commander Charles E. Schmidt, who served with the 619th Tactical Control Squadron at Tan Sanut Air Base during the war, was among them. 
It was a tremendous feeling to walk on that field with my brothers and sisters and receive a welcome home from 37,000-plus cheering Americans at Fenway Park, he said. I hope it brought some closure and comfort to those who are still feeling the effects of that war. The Red Sox Foundation and home-based program deserve a lot of credit. The Yankees ultimately prevailed, but the game seemed anticlimactic following a day that began with 5K and 9K runs to raise money for home base, a collaborative program between the Red Sox Foundation and Massachusetts General Hospital that works to heal the invisible wounds of war among post-9-11 service members. Since 2009, home base has served more than 11,000 veterans and family members dealing with PTSD, TBI, substance abuse, depression, and military sexual trauma. Although we can't undo the past, we sure as hell can do something about the future, said Home Base Executive and retired Army Brigadier General Jack Hammond, who announced that Home Base is expanding its services to include Vietnam War veterans. As for the game itself, the 16-inning affair was the longest between the two teams at Fenway Park since the height of the Vietnam War. John Rotter Active duty, armed forces in high esteem, 81% of Americans with a favorable, somewhat favorable view of the Air Force. 78% of Americans with a favorable, somewhat favorable view of the Navy. 78% of Americans with a favorable, somewhat favorable view of the Marine Corps. 77% of Americans with a favorable, somewhat favorable view of the Army. 76% of Americans with a favorable, somewhat favorable view of the Coast Guard. The Great War 100 Honor and Remembrance. The best training was done within sound of the big guns. Editor's Note. Throughout the Great War Centennial, the American Legion magazine will publish excerpts from the letters of D.B. Bernard Ryan of Albion, New York, who served as an Army infantry officer and helped found American Legion Charette Post 35 in 1919. 309th Infantry, Camp Dix, New Jersey, September 2, 1917. Dear Mother, today there was a chance for second lieutenants to apply for transfer to the Signal Corps to become observation men to fly in aeroplanes, but they would specialize in sketching and signaling. I was tempted to ask for it, and then decided that you would not approve, and that besides, as more men were eliminated here, my chance for promotion would improve. Eleven applied. We had a talk by our brigade commander, General Hershey, this morning. He remarked that only the elementary training could be accomplished here, and that the best training was done within sound of the big guns, that the beginning of the end of the war could only be in sight when we had two million men over there. September 19, 1917. Well, I guess I have made good with the colonel as well as with Captain Segarra, for the wires were kept hot all day Monday, and the colonel retained me and the regiment, along with Captain Ross, M.B. Company 1, to whom he had promised the regiment machine gun company, Captain Jones, M.B. Company 2, and a second lieutenant from Old Company 1, who was indispensable to Captain Tossick, the supply officer. That night, the permanent assignment of officers to companies of this regiment was made, and I was assigned to headquarters company under Captain Sherman, just as I had hoped. In addition, I hope to be mounted as all the headquarters company officers except one are mounted. My roommate is William Riheldefer, apparently of German descent, and hails from West Virginia. He was in Company 1 at Madison Barracks and wrote several of the songs they used to sing. Has a mandolin. Seems popular, and I expect we will get along well. September 28, 1917. Had our first fire at 1 a.m. today. Exciting. One Company Barracks in 310 Infantry, not far from us, went up in a few minutes. 
Defective wiring. It was raining at time and later rained harder. Only slight breeze was blowing. Bucket Brigade kept adjacent roofs wet. Campus equipped with big auto trucks like Albion's, but with more hose. However, the pressure was low. No streams. A wind in the right direction would have wiped out a section, perhaps including us. Love, DBR. Centennial, Post 15, Loveland, Colorado. Last December, Post Adjutant Tony Dumoche helped arrange for the donation of a 1967 M725 Vietnam-era ambulance in running condition and fully complete inside. It is stored at Dumoche's home since the post has no property. The old ambulance has been a hit in the community and is largely used for recruiting new members and educating youth through shows, parades, and other special events. Share your post's legacy. Upload stories, photos, and videos of your post's history on the Legion Centennial Celebration website, www.legion.org centennial. Education, online instruction, and housing allowance. My GI Bill, Veterans in Education by Valerie Hefner. Question, I am attending a private school and receiving post-9-11 GI Bill Chapter 33 benefits. Unfortunately, my work schedule has changed. I am not able to attend college and resident. Is it possible to attend online only? And if so, will I receive the same monthly housing allowance since I will be attending the same school? Answer, if you attend online exclusively, no classroom instruction, your housing allowance will change to the national average. The 2017-2018 allowance is $840.50 per month. If you take one credit as a resident and the remaining classes online, your housing allowance remains the same. Remember, if your semester starts in August, your first check will be in September, since VA pays at the beginning of each month for the previous month. Personal Finance, USAA. Could a VA Medicare Advantage combo work for you? Focus on Finances, J.J. Montanero. The number of people receiving Medicare benefits through a private health plan has skyrocketed from more than 5 million to nearly 18 million, an increase of roughly 260 percent since 2004, according to the Kaiser Family Foundation. Why? It could be because lots of people are interested in getting extra coverage. Some Medicare Advantage plans offer hearing, dental, and wellness programs that aren't paid for under Medicare. It could also be that many Medicare recipients want the peace of mind that comes with limiting maximum out-of-pocket outlays. That's a feature not available through traditional Medicare, which does not put a limit on the amount recipients could pay for services. And while Medicare doesn't cover you if you're on vacation outside the United States, a Medicare Advantage plan could provide worldwide emergency coverage. A common question we're asked at USAA is whether a Medicare Advantage plan makes sense for those using VA health care. While it's probably not necessary for retirees using TRICARE for life, it could work for people utilizing VA health coverage. This year, you may want to check it out. Medicare annual enrollment, which runs October 15th to December 7th, is nearly upon us. It could be a great time to shop and check out the costs, limitations, and specific details. Here are seven things to consider about supplementing your VA health care with Medicare Advantage. You've got to have Medicare Parts A and B. A Medicare Advantage plan allows you to receive your Medicare benefits through a private insurance provider. However, to be eligible, you must sign up for Medicare Parts A and B. In 2017, the standard cost of Medicare Part B is $134 per month, but those with higher incomes may pay more. And if you sign up late, you'll pay a higher premium. 
Generally, you sign up around the time you hit 65. You may avoid the late enrollment penalty in certain situations, for example, if you have employer health coverage, but don't forego signing up for Part B coverage by your deadline without serious consideration. Visit Medicare.gov for all the details. Cash flow is king. For many veterans, VA health care services don't cost anything, and even if there are expenses, they're relatively low. However, VA does encourage you to take Medicare Parts A and B. With a Medicare Advantage plan, you'd be talking about adding a modest monthly premium. According to Kaiser, the average premium in 2017 for a plan, including drug coverage, is less than $40 per month. In some areas of the country, there may be no premium. The potential to minimize travel and delays. If wait time at a VA facility is an issue for you or travel is a hassle, adding Medicare Advantage coverage could be a cost-effective way to create another channel of care. All-in-one package. According to USAA Healthcare representatives, the one feature of Medicare Advantage plans that our members appreciate most is having all of their needs covered in one plan. Loss of care, eligibility for VA care. Eligibility for VA health coverage is not guaranteed and could change over time. This could be true especially at times when budgetary issues are top of mind in Washington. A Medicare Advantage plan could be your fallback. You can have both. Coverage through a Medicare Advantage plan does not conflict with VA health care services and would increase your flexibility and options in terms of how and where you receive health care. Second Opinion with important health issues, you may want to get a second opinion. Having two separate health care sources could provide the means to do that. It's important to remember that not all Medicare Advantage plans are created equal. There are HMO plans, PPO plans, plans that include prescription drug benefits, and plans that don't. The good news is that USAA's team of health insurance advisors is here to answer any Medicare-related questions you have, and some you may not have even thought to ask. Details for 2018 plans become available October 1st, so beat the rush and give them a call at 1-877-699-2654. www.legion.org slash USAA slash Focus on Finance. Verbatim. You fought a brutal enemy to keep faith with your fellow POWs. You fought for veterans, and you fought for a strong national defense. On behalf of two million American Legionnaires, we pray for your recovery and well-being. Keep on fighting, Senator McCain. America needs you. American Legion National Commander Charles E. Schmidt, in a message to Senator John McCain, Republican Arizona, who was diagnosed with brain cancer in July.